Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. I'm so grateful that you're here again or for the first time. You are listening to Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, and manifestation, and I give you tips and tools on how to live in alignment for what feels good for you. I am your host, Katrina Macias, and it is such an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very excited to share this episode with you because in this episode, I have a guest who will be joining me. His name is Colton. He is the owner and creator of Hempology, which is a CBD and hemp store here in Albuquerque. All things hemp, all things good. And we just dive into this beautiful form of healing, this natural healing Um method, this tool, this gift that God has graced us with on this earth. And we talk about mindset, we talk about zodiacs, we talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So stay tuned. I hope you love this episode as much as I do. So before we start this episode, I want to share something that I've been working on recently. So I have just created my own website and it feels so good to have it up. I just did all the layouts, created everything, and I am loving it. It's so beautiful. And one of the main reasons why it looks so dang good is because my beautiful friend, Emily Brown, took my photographs. And we went to the Sandia Mountains. We went to the top of the crest in Albuquerque. And she captured some of the most beautiful images of pictures of me that like I have never or rarely seen myself look so feminine and happy and confident and bright. And Emily really had an incredible way of encompassing all of that and really letting me see like the physical proof of me stepping into my flow and stepping into this wonderful feminine energy. So I am so eternally grateful for all of her images. They're all over my website. They're on my Instagram. You need to check them out. You need to check Emily out because she is a goddess. She is a fairy angel and I loved working with her. So if you are in the Albuquerque area, I highly recommend that you check out her page um, you, and consider working with her. Her link is going to be in the show notes in the description so you can see what other amazing things she puts herself to. It was really such a blessing to work with her and if you're looking for a photographer who has wonderful energy and really can find a way to make you feel confident and love the way that you look, I'd recommend this woman. Emily Brown Media, Emily Brown, you got it girl, was awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So something that I love about my website is that I can now like clearly show the services that I offer. So you can book a one-on-one session with me. You can book a tarot and oracle reading with me. But something that is new is that I now have 2020 forecast readings available. So when you book a 2020 forecast reading, what I will do is pull cards for you to see where your energy is heading for the new year coming up. I'm going to pull cards for what you are releasing. I'm going to pull cards for what energy you are currently in. And finally, what energy you will be stepping into and embodying. And I decided to do this just based on creativity. And just it's something that I was inspired to do. And I just got this urge to do it. And so I'm really excited to be offering it. It's so inexpensive. It's so affordable. It is literally $10 to book one of these. And I will send you an audio recording for all of the messages and a photograph of all the cards that you got and I'll send you an email for for a downloadable link for you to receive all of this information. So if this is something you're interested in or something you want to gift someone for the holidays, like hello, it's never going to be this affordable. So really take advantage of this. I'm really just doing this because I know it's going to be super fun and I know you're going to receive so much benefit for this as you look for guidance into the new year. So yeah, that's that. Super happy, super excited. So all my links are listed in the show notes. You can find information for my website, for my Facebook page, for my Instagram. All the things you need to connect with me are in the show notes, so go check that out. So without further ado, I am so pleased to give you this week's episode. All right, everyone. So I am currently joined with Colton Perry, owner and creator of Hempology here in Albuquerque. How are you doing, Colton? I'm doing fantastic. It's a Thursday afternoon. I'm going to Olive Garden after this. Ooh. So I'm, I'm already looking forward to the carbo load. <laughs> Do they always have the um, unlimited pasta if you pay for it? That's a great question. 
and I will be able to follow up with you later. Let me know, please. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I hope so. I, I just, I love their, their, their salad and breadsticks. And I know that's always just coming nonstop. So. I've only been to Olive Garden once. Really? Yeah. Your entire life? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious, but I'm Asian, so I feel like my Asian parents weren't really into it. Are you into it? Um, not as much. <laughs> obviously that. not. <laughs> but I'm excited for you. Well, good. I'm excited. Good. Um, so I was recently listening to one of your last podcasts. And okay. It was, you were kind of talking about um, like a regimen for pain. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how you work in yoga and a Chinese yoga method called Chaigong. <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, you're okay. It's called Qigong, but it's go. like a moving meditation, Chinese okay. moving meditation, yeah. So would you say that is like healing from the outside in? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think there's so much like mentality that goes with it too. I think when people set the intention for healing, that is really what encompasses a lot of where the work is done. Because um, you could just like... You, you know what I mean? If you have the intention to help yourself, then it's going to work more. Definitely. So it is both physical, like outside work, because you're actually moving your body, I guess. But your mentality is also... So kind of like, I guess the physical kind of like the motion maybe sets the tone for a pattern and then you kind of start to like fall into and then the mind starts to work as well. Absolutely. So it maybe starts outside and then works inside and then before you know it, you have a flow of both going. Yes, that's the main thing is you want the flow. So when I, when, I, when I heard you talking about that, I was thinking, because a lot of people don't understand how CBD works. So one thing that I find really cool is I've been doing a lot of research lately, and I found that women tend to be more sensitive to cannabinoids than men. Interesting. And do you have any thoughts on why that might be? Um, did you say they're more inclined to use it, or they're like they have greater effects when they use it? They have greater effects when they use it. They're more sensitive to the actual. Um, I think that women in general tend to be more sensitive because publicly they're allowed to. Society, like in society, we're told to like trust our emotions more and to express them more, and so I think it you create a greater space for you to be able to do that. And sometimes men are they're not granted the same opportunity as women because it's, it's, it's kind of, society's kind of rough sure, on them. Sure, for sure. That's but, my guess. No, that's definitely a really good perspective I didn't even think about. Um, What's yours? So mine is, <laughs> I, like, I dug a little deep into kind of like, so for example, you have a female plant and you have a male plant. Okay. Do you, do you know much about how CBD's like created, how it's sourced, stuff like that? I would love for you to tell me. Okay, sure. So you have a female plant and you have a male plant. And the female plant is going to grow a flower. And if she is unpollinated from the male plant, she'll grow a flower that's going to have THC, CBD, a bunch of cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she gets pollinated by the male, then she gets impregnated and she produces seeds. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? It's yeah. like, it's like, um, I didn't know this at all. So I guess my, my theory on it was, and I'm not saying yours is, incorrect because there's definitely validity there but um it's that the female plant is kind of untouched from the man mm-hmm. so if you're gonna get cbd or thc or whatever it is it has to come from a flower that's unpotting from the man mm-hmm. and so that's where i kind of see it being more sensitive to like females mm-hmm. is because it's really like that feminine energy that divine feminine from the plant that is untouched by a male plant I love it. Stay yeah. out of here, men. We don't want you. We don't want you. <laughs> None of the good stuff happens if you come around, essentially. So what happens when the male comes in? So he has like little pollen sacs, and the pollen just gets onto the flower, and it literally impregnates it, and then the flower produces, it'll still produce resins, but it'll also produce seeds, and you'll have seedy weed. So I see, and you don't want have, that. If you have seedy weed, it's cheaper, or it should be. I see. For sure, because it wasn't kept away from the males. But, yeah, it's pretty crazy how that works. I never knew any of that. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Do you find most of your clients or your people who come shop here to be women? Definitely. Really? Yeah. My demographic is, um, for sure, people over 30. Mm. I think I have, like, a couple children that 
use it for maybe teething or seizures. Um, I have a couple like kids in high school that use it for acne, but most of the time it's it's definitely adults. Adults more of the time, women for sure. I see. I find. Yeah, as you get older, you accumulate more aches and pains, especially if you don't, like, start trying to help them out and, like, pay attention to them. For sure, for sure. Um, one of the reasons why I love CBD so much is because my dad uses it, and he is very supportive on, like, my spiritual journey and what I'm doing, like, all my energy work. But, um, and, like, at first I started using a lot of essential oils, and he gets bugged out by the scent of essential oils and, like, their intensity. And so the first thing that, like, he started actually using was CBD, and I gifted him CBD for Father's Day from your shop, and he uses it all the time, and it makes me so happy because it's like, I know that my dad's being taken care of by products that aren't so harsh, like just taking, like, prescription drugs or just, like, Advil and things, like, every single day. It's such, like, a gentle approach, and I feel so comforted knowing that my dad's taken care of. Yeah, botanical plant medicine, I mean, it's... Definitely, it was the way of the past. I think it'll come back and be the way of the future. I mean, you just can't beat something that is compared to a synthetic, mm-hmm. something that's synthesized in a lab. Just, I don't know. I mean, I may be a little bit more on the hippie side myself, but I love the idea of something being grown out in nature and the sun worships, worships it every day. And mm-hmm. It's like just taking in, it's like it's us. Like, we evolved with this plant and it's kind of here for us to utilize. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a a big passion for sure. Is that what inspired you to open a CBD shop? Um, kind of, for sure. I didn't really know much about CBD. Um, When I was younger, I knew that I always wanted to be my own boss. I didn't really think it would come at this young of an age. Mood, I feel you. Yeah, but it was just kind of like the right opportunity, the right moment, but what really kind of like Um, ignited the whole journey was definitely when I stumbled upon like smoking recreational like weed and like THC enlightened me to a point that I'm like forever grateful for it increased my self-awareness I learned a lot about myself Um, you know a lot of the times people will smoke and they'll say I just get like increased paranoia well, for me, that was that was exactly what happened when I first started smoking. Is I'd get super anxious, mm-hmm. and it kind of bugged me. Like, why am I getting anxious? Like, there has to be a reason that I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of going the opposite direction, I was like, I want to go head on. And so I just kept smoking it. And then I just started to kind of like learn more about myself and like what makes me tick and like what anxieties I have. I see. So you use it to get to the root of like what makes you you. Exactly. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and so. Um, and I, and I, I still use that every day for perspective. If I'm thinking about something, I will go, and this sounds, it just sounds like rudimentary, but I'll go smoke a bowl and then I'll think about it more. And I'm like, okay, this is some perspective that I needed. And most of the time, my thought process is almost completely changed with thinking on a sober mind, thinking on a high mind, and then combining the two. I see. It's like I usually find a good happy medium that works for me. So. That's where the passion came for me. It was definitely just getting familiar with THC and seeing how much it helped me. And I really feel like it made me just grow in a lot of areas, like as far as like maturing and stuff like that. And so when I started working at a CBD store, I was like, well, this is, this is definitely an entry level for anyone. Oh, yeah. You, you know used I mean? to work at a CBD shop, yeah. right? I yeah. see. That's and so I got like familiar with the customers. They were always super chill people, just looking for an alternative to something that hadn't been tended to for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a it's a booming industry. It's growing ever so quickly, and I kind of had a little bit of a foothold, so I leveraged it. Wonderful. Yeah. Take advantage of your opportunities. For sure. Yeah. Um, here in New Mexico, the use of marijuana is legal. Is that correct? Uh, with a medical card. Which you have. I do have a medical card, yes. But in Albuquerque, it's also been decriminalized. Oh, wonderful. So that means that if you get caught with anything um, under an ounce, mm-hmm. 
the most they can do is give you a twenty dollar fine. I didn't know that law. That's was that most. is that recent? That's most. Uh, yeah, that that was recent as when um, Tim Keller. He's our okay. Yeah, yeah. When he got, came in, he changed it that. Okay. Um, I think they were just spending too much money on criminalizing people with marijuana and said this is a waste of time. Let's just decriminalize it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Um, highly recommend anyone to get a medical card and make sure you know your laws when you are smoking marijuana or doing anything um, of that sort. For sure. <laughs> but if not, just start with CBD. That's legal. You don't need a card for that. Exactly. Yeah. So why is CBD legal, Colton? Because it's non-psychoactive and it's non-toxic. Okay. Meaning um, it's not going to get you high like THC and it's not going to hurt you in any amount or dose that you take. I think the lethal dose is somewhere, I mean, it's, it's an insanely high number. It's a pound. It's like <laughs> pounds of it would yeah. kill you. But that's anything. I mean, if you ate a couple pounds of Big Macs, I'm sure you would die. It's Clogged like, arteries, yeah, you, you know. Just clog up and roll over. But super safe. Yeah. That's fine. Super, super safe. That's why um, my pets even use it. <laughs> my really? cat, my cat has anxiety, and so my mom has purchased CBD oil to give my cats every single night. Does it work? It does. He's a very jittery boy, my sweet baby, and he usually like runs around the house, just like going to the bathroom everywhere. <laughs> He's sick, my sweet child. Um, I'm sorry for laughing. No, it's okay. That's... He understands. Yeah. Um, and so my mom was talking to her like to the vet and she was just like I don't know what to do anymore he's so anxious um he's had like a hard life he got trapped between a washing machine once oh, no. <laughs> so sad for I love him for like two days oh, no. and I think that's given him PTSD that's definitely a traumatic experience completely traumatic and so sure. he's never been the same since he's very needy now and so we do give him his daily dosage of CBD and it really helps soothe him Cool, very cool. Which is awesome. My little um, wiener dog got jumped by four pit bulls. Oh my god, and cool so kid. he had a pretty traumatic experience as well. So he uses CBD to calm his nerves and his anxiety. It's pretty bad. Does CBD help with like regeneration at all? Um, yes, it can. Um, so for example, CBD has been shown to regenerate neurons in the hippocampus. Um, and that's important because um, a lot of the times if you have um, an anxiety disorder or any kind of related disorders, you tend to have a smaller hippocampus compared to somebody who doesn't have mm -hmm. like anxiety. Yeah. So by taking CBD on a regular basis, you can regenerate neurons in the hippocampus. So it's like indirectly gives you space to re like heal yourself because you're not so... For sure. You're not working on something else like your anxiety. Right. Wonderful. So as a business owner... I think, and like a fellow business owner, I think mindset has so much to come into play when it comes to like the first years of operation at least and just like trying to build a reputation and things like that and trying to let yourself be known to the public for what you are and who you are. Um, how does mindset play in for you? Mindset's huge. Um, what aspect of mindset, like how, what, what I bring to the table every day? Um, I guess what helps you stay confident, like helps you keep going. I know it's not easy, like it's, I know. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. Um, I would say what really helps me is just like taking comfort in the idea that uh, this I may go a little too deep for you, go but deep. the human experience for me is funny. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> in a sense of we don't really have it figured out. Like our human race doesn't know why we're here. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, take, I take a lot of comfort in that because to me, none of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> simply, simply nothing matters. So okay. it's like, I mean, shoot, you know, I could die tomorrow. And so why would I stress about things today? I don't know, I just, I really kind of refuse to let that really get into me too deep mm -hmm. like anytime I'm super stressed out I'm just like dude it's just a business like, <laughs> what what like what's the worst thing that can happen you fail uh-huh and then what and then I'd wake up the next morning and I would go try to do something else do something else go back to school go get another job I have a degree like I just I don't I don't take it too seriously 
That's really important. I think <laughs> my fault is that I take everything really seriously because like for me, everything has meaning. Yeah. And so when something slightly inconvenient happens, like I can see my whole like world crashing before my eyes because I'm like, oh my God, it's a sign. What am I doing wrong? Whereas recently, like literally since I've been back from England, I'm starting to freaking chill and just like take things a little like more lightly Definitely. And it's like given me so much relief in general. Yeah. Like it's horrible the way I was operating, but now it's just like it's just like a balance of like having a passion, knowing what you want, making the steps to do it, and then at the end of the day, knowing it'll come to you without putting too much pressure on it. For sure. It's but, like yeah. flow. That's what flow is. And yeah. I'm like gonna talk about flow so heavily because I was so out of flow. Yeah. You definitely hit it on the nail, the nail on the head a lot better than I did. I I definitely believe everything has meaning. But I, I guess more, more along the lines of like everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so to me, the best thing that could happen would be for me to fail. So you can learn from it? Exactly. Like, like Good. And that's, it's such a paradox um, that I really think a lot of people don't, or they underestimate it for sure, is everybody's so scared to fail. Mm -hmm. And it's like rock bottom is the best place because like the <laughs> yeah. only direction is up from there like, yeah you you're at the bottom you know how you got there it's a like it's really a comforting place to be yeah not and i'm not there like and i, I don't i've never really been there but i think that lacks mentality of you know what well i'll just show up and be better tomorrow like, yeah i don't try to put too much pressure on myself but it's up to me so it's like if something's failing around here, I have an, I have I have time to adapt, change, go a different direction. And if I don't, then that's my fault. Yeah, and like when you mention rock bottom, when we are in that, when we hit rock bottom, we're usually in our scarcity mindsets, and that really plays with like our lowest chakra, which is having our sense of security. And what people don't realize is like there's such a positive side of the scarcity because when you have nothing else, like when you're operating from survival, you can pull out like the craziest tricks from your hat because you literally need to to survive. And so you're just like adapting, like you said, like you're gonna make things work because you need it to work. And your mindset almost shifts because it's like, if I don't get this, then I'm gonna die. And so I'm gonna get this. Like yeah. it gives people like a kick in the butt that they need sometimes. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, who inspires you? Hmm, that's a great question. My parents inspire me a lot. Um, they've both just worked so hard in their life. Um, and I've just been around kind of their hard work on a daily basis. And I kind of feel bad because I, I take them and tell them, dude, like, why are you guys doing all this? Like, it's so <laughs> much. Like, why don't you just chill out a little bit? But I see, I see the bigger picture, and I definitely see, you know, maybe them coming from a place of not necessarily having everything growing up, and so they want to, you know, provide not only for themselves, but for me. And so just kind of being around that environment, that really inspired me to want to make them proud. I see. I've seen how much effort and time they put into me, and it's like, you know, I don't know about you, but I think about kids, and I think... Like you having kids? Yeah, I think about myself having kids. Ooh. And I go, gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a lot, lot of work. And to be honest, I don't know if I want that much work. That's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And so for them to honor that commitment and raise me, I just feel like I feel like I have a certain obligation to make them happy. I but see. it's not a pressure. Yeah. It's something I really want to do. Interesting. So it makes it fun. Who who inspires you? Who inspires me? So many people. Um Honestly, people like you, people our age, I think the biggest thing that I've been dealing with lately is just being comfortable and being confident enough to step out of my comfort zone and be recognized. And I just keep getting so many signs from the universe, like, if you don't step out, you're never going to be noticed. And so it's just like regular people who really are committed to what they're passionate about and show up, like mm -hmm. show up, that's it. Yeah. That's what inspires me. And it's something I'm still learning to do because sometimes I really get nervous about like using my voice and being seen. But things like this, like literally sitting here physically in your shop, something that you've created and it's yours. And it's just like, good freaking job, man. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. 
I mean, you're definitely not alone in the nervous thing. When you asked me to do this, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm definitely not prepared for that. I'm going to need probably six months. <laughs> but seriously, I was like, oh, man, that makes me nervous that I'm going to have to talk. And yeah. It's like, well, we talk every day. So why would this be nerve-wracking? So what is your zodiac sign? <laughs> Capricorn. Are you really? So would yeah. you resonate with the feelings of like being hardworking, being really grounded, organized, and diligent with your craft? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, I have a lot of questions for you probably on Oh, I hope I have the answers. On this. I, st I recently started looking into, somebody gave me a book, I think it was called like Astrology. Anyways, I, I read mostly all of it because I was just, not not just my sign, I read everyone's sign. Yeah. So I was just so, I was like, okay, so who's this person in my life? What's, what's their sign? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'd read about it. Oh my God. <laughs> Makes so, sense. So them. That's so <laughs> Karen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Capricorn. I would definitely, I would definitely say, um, have you seen that picture of a goat on a ledge? And they're like, they're like sitting there on their little foothold. Like I would definitely say that's definitely me. I don't have like any strengths, but like I can just find a foothold and just like be oh, calm. You know what I mean? Just, I like, just see. chill, wait till my next opportunity. Take a leap. Take a leap. Climb up the hill. Climb up, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what's your question? Well, <clears throat> my first question is how much weight do you put on zodiac signs? Mm, I definitely don't make it like my relationships depend on them. I sure. think like I don't uh, I don't know, like I don't judge my but my compatibility with someone based on zodiacs like necessarily. I don't check it first, but like I said, everything has meaning to me and so I can't like release the idea from myself. Like it's not in my nature to not believe that we're born at specific times. Um, to specific people, like with specific traits, like I was born very, it was very calculated, like God wanted me here exactly when he did. And so I do think like I use zodiac signs to kind of understand myself more and understand my surroundings more, but it's not like the only factor. For sure. Um, how about you? Definitely the same. Um, not 100%, but at the same time, it does make a lot of sense. And I know this is cliche and maybe a little cheesy, but um, I remember I was sitting on the beach and um, high tide rolled in. High tide. And I don't even remember who told me this, but they're like, the moon has the power to shift the oceans. Yeah. They're like, what do you think it does to you? And I was just, I was just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. <laughs> Woke. <laughs> Woke, yeah, exactly. And so um, that was like, legitimately the first thought where and God, it just sounds so so little weak but that was my first time where I was like this is something I need to I need to look into consider sure. yeah and, and it and I do like play off of it. it helps me navigate like murky waters yeah I think there's like there's two sides of it one like is a side that people use their zodiacs and things like that to really guide them like if you like if there's more information you can get on yourself to understand yourself like why wouldn't you use it sure. if you resonate with it i think it's so important to do that but there's also a side where people use zodiacs and things like that almost for avoidance mm -hmm. um it's like oh my app says that i'm gonna have like blank 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 today like and they let their life be based on that and for me that takes the power out of mm -hmm. who you are um, also, I think people can use it as an excuse like, oh, I'm, let's say like, oh, I'm a Pisces, which I literally am a Pisces. And so I'm, I just am too lazy to do that right now. And you can blame it on my Pisces nature. And it's just like, get out of here. Like, yeah. wake up. Like you have to, there is an empowering side and a disempowering side. So which side are you feeding? For sure. Yeah. I, I like to think that that's part of the human experience too is there are these things at play that kind of corral us in a sense of like, you know, like you said, we're born at a certain time to certain people where I think, I definitely think these things hold water, but that's like the most beautiful thing about the human experience is I think we all have the ability at any time to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do whatever. And like, that's the free will that we have. So yes. we have the power to, I mean, I don't care if you're Capricorn and 
I mean, you just have these just hard-hitting cliches about you. It's like you could at any point in time connect to your higher self and change whatever you want. And I, I do believe that for sure. How do you connect to your higher self? Listen more. To your inner guidance? I listen to other people a lot. Like I try to utilize, um, like most of the time in communication, if you're like one-on-one, -on -one, I love like interpersonal just because mm -hmm. you can self-reflect off of each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I, I tend to like use other people to self-reflect and kind of like find validity there or not find validity there. But it, other people will teach me about myself mm -hmm. or like the way other people approach a conversation that teaches me about them, stuff like that. Yeah. Does that kind of answer the question? Absolutely. Is that, uh, do you use tools like that? Um, to connect to my higher self, I guess yeah. I just go in meditation mode or like, oh, just like stop everything, kind of just collapse and just let things come to me. Like I said, the flow state, like you want to not force things to happen. So I just let it come to me. And like from doing that, I've really increased my like intuitive and psychic abilities because now I just like once you start, it's it's like practicing a muscle. Like when you start listening and leaning into it more, you definitely develop those skills, like heighten them. Why do you think it's so difficult for many people to start a meditation routine? Um, it's just discipline, I think. And I definitely am not 100% disciplined on that either. Like I don't have a set schedule of like, I'm going to meditate every single day. Honestly, I usually do it when I just have free time if I'm lucky or when I've come to a point where I either if I don't do it I'm just gonna die <laughs> like I need to do it which I'd rather get into a state where it's preventative instead of um, it's like proactive instead sure. of reactive mm -hmm. um, I think people don't get into meditation also because they get bored it's just like we're so distracted all the time life's busy and sometimes we forget there's definitely something about the human experience it was really, it was created for stimulation and like experience. Especially like this, so like we were born in 2000s, yeah. yeah, 1990s. So it's really hard to like, I just think it's hard for people to unplug. But I mean, could you expand more on, if somebody's listening and they say, oh, so if I want to connect to my higher self, I need to meditate. And I just find it so common to ask people, so if you started meditating, I tried it once or like a couple <laughs> times. I don't know. I, I don't really know how. Like, yeah. How would you? So my whole podcast is about alignment, right? And yes. the thing that I really want to focus on is that we're so unique and individual. And so if you find a lot of resistance to meditating and it's going to turn you off from all of like this whole spirituality side and connecting to your higher self, then don't do it. Um, listen to your internal guiding system to see what fits good for you. So if connecting to your higher self means like dancing, then do that. Like you don't have to sit there and meditate. Um, just start trying to listen to what would provide you long-term good feelings. I know it's easier said than done. Maybe I just created more questions by saying that, but do you no, know what I mean? No, I, I know what you mean. I just feel like meditation is such a, it's just not a, it's not a large request. Yeah, it's true. It's like, you mean I just have to sit here and do nothing and just be quiet? That's it? But it's so hard for some it people is hard. to do. I mean, m me, myself, so I got into a good meditation cycle where I was probably doing it like maybe three times a week. Like Ooh. In the mornings, I'd wake up. And the best way to start the day is with meditating. Oh, my God. Way. That's the best way. And like, I love the morning. I love the smell of the morning. The, the like the textures in the sky like I just love everything about the morning like it's such a good time and so I'd, I'd sit there and I'd meditate on my back porch and my days were so much fuller and better mm -hmm. and there was more meaning everywhere I would look um, and then winter came and then I haven't been sitting outside anymore and so I tried to meditate in front of the fire and it just didn't quite feel the same I really enjoyed like being outside and meditating Hard for me to meditate inside. That yeah, sense. that's fair, and it but makes I've, sense. I've fallen out of a good cycle, and so now I kind of feel lame again. Don't beat yourself up about it. I know I said that like if meditating doesn't feel good for you, don't do it. But sometimes you do just really need to like 
just try it more often. Like it's really good for you. Mm-hmm. So um, don't be too lazy if that makes sense. It's not always an alignment to just avoid things. You know what I mean? Um, and if you are really affected by this, like wanting to be stimulated, like in my last podcast, I talked about listening to specific music or sounds when you meditate. So you can like play to your audio senses by listening to certain frequencies or binaural beats as you meditate. I listened to the one where you're talking about binaural beats. Um, I started doing that in the showers. I'll play a binaural beat while I'm in the shower. I'm going to go warm shower and play a beat. And it's like... I just like all Zone of a sudden in. I'm sitting in there for like 30 minutes. My God. <laughs> Let's talk more about your yoga that's being, your yoga classes are being held in your shop and also the Reiki that's being held here. What made you decide to start reaching out to people who um, practice those two energy healing techniques? Hmm. Efficiency. I wanted to utilize the shop when I wasn't here. Um, and exposure. I wanted to bring in like minds or like practices that would complement what I do here. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in a sense, like demographics. People who are going to do yoga or Reiki are more susceptible to try CBD. Yeah. There, I said it. <laughs> Ooh, he's but, a businessman at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah, it was definitely a business move. Um, Genius. But, you know, the first yoga class we held, um, there were 13 people here, it was packed. It was a Saturday morning. Um, I invited, I, I, I wanted to also kind of be like, kind of like a networking thing for other people as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you come to the one this Saturday, um, Brooke, who does the Reiki, she's mm-hmm. going to be here as well. Awesome. Um, last time, this lady brought kombucha. Ooh. And so we put like water soluble in kombucha and we all just like hung out. And it just kind of like creates a good vibe. And that's, that's one thing that I used to worry about in the beginning of business too was like my conversion and what I mean by that is if I have somebody in here what are the chances I can get them to buy something Mm -hmm. and that's not what you want to do like in a business sense you definitely have to like think that way Mm -hmm. you have to problem solve how I'm going to create revenue but um and I definitely have a a different approach but I just want to keep a good vibe and so I put the record player in um I invite friends to come hang out and study and drink coffee most of the time there's always at least one person here with me yeah just hanging out just visiting and so by bringing in the reiki or the yoga that's just good energy yeah it's just healthy energy and it's bringing other people and i don't i never worry about making a sale anymore and now i make more sales than compared to when i used to think about making a sale so you're going back into flow i see yes going back into flow for sure trusting everything around me and saying i've got this to this point it's time to trust myself I'm obviously here for a reason and then just go with flow when you weren't when you were more focused on the sales and stuff like that how was that affecting your business oh t- terrible <laughs> were you being pushy or what <laughs> no I wouldn't no I would never be pushy with someone but in the back of my mind I'd always be like man like I really hope they buy something you know, and it just would like, put you in a bad mood exactly I see and also that's expectation yeah and expectation for me I would be going on a branch and say for everyone, but for me, it's extremely toxic. I see. Expectation is not my forte. I can do anything without expectation, but in the moment you put expectation on it, it'll probably fail you. <laughs> Just how it is. I don't know why. Um, I think it's like the attachment to expectation. Because if you have positive expectation and then you're okay with the thing not happening, then you're okay. Like, then you'll be fine. But it's like the attachment to a certain outcome that destroys people. And even like, okay, so you have the expectation. And so in your mind, the way it works is it, the, the way my mind works is expectation. So I have, to, I have to manifest that expectation. So how do I manifest it? Um, there's only a couple different outcomes. There's mm-hmm. only a couple paths I can go down to accomplish this. And the moment I start working my way into it with time, if I'm not getting those opportunities or I'm not starting on the path I think I needed, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't think this is going to work out. You know what I mean? The doubt and, creeps and in. The doubt creeps in. And, and so a lot of the time I just don't like messing with expectation. I like that you mentioned like like just honestly and candidly that like a lot of the networking opportunities you make and the things that you set up for your business are for your business so you can like increase like your visibility and things like that and I think a misconception people have for like 
the spiritual path or healing path is that like you have to shun away like material wants or things like that in order to be successful but I don't think we live in a world where you can't have both like you're helping people you're having a thriving business and you're still following your passions you know Mm -hmm. so I think that's really important yeah I just and this may come across as selfish but I know that I can't help anybody until I've helped myself absolutely fill your cup first and I think so so many people have or I think people are waking up to the idea more of of being self-aware and like caring for yourself without feeling the guiltiness of being selfish Hmm. like you come first exactly however i would be cool with us all moving out into the middle of nowhere and growing farms and just taking care of one another yeah like i would be totally okay with that but i don't openly just like say i think money is the root of all evil because i don't i think people are evil and i think people do bad things with money sometimes but that's just a negative connotation that's attached to it absolutely i agree with what you're saying and like i try to like my products so for example if i carry a product that's not my brand i Mm -hmm. can't really control that pricing Mm -hmm. but anything that's hempology is extremely reasonably priced like i try to I, I take into account the market average, and then I always go less, always. Like, wow. That's really, um, are you trying to aim for, like, people who are younger at all? Because I feel like that is selling me. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, I try to educate. So right now, a popular demographic I'm going after is stoners or <laughs> THC users in general. Mm-hmm. If you use THC, and that's, like, Quite the core, quite the contradiction, because a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, I I smoke weed, bro. Like I like to get high. I don't want to use CBD because I can't get high." And like, I understand, but, <laughs> however, <laughs> um, so if you use THC <coughs> regularly, there are a lot of things that THC doesn't do that CBD does. Um, so if you use THC to go to sleep, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, I just smoke before I go to bed." And out like a lot Mm -hmm. and although THC decreases the amount of time it takes to fall asleep Mm -hmm. it also decreases your REM sleep oh yes I've heard a lot about this continue REM sleep is extremely important like a lot of major bodily repairs go on during REM sleep Um, one of them is memory consolidation Mm -hmm. Um, so the stigma that stoners are forgetful or have bad memory or it could lead to Alzheimer's these could all be true um, but they could easily be avoided with CBD. I see. So you don't. I'm not saying you have to stop taking THC to go to sleep because it will shorten the time it takes. But throw in 20 milligrams of CBD as well, because when that THC wears off, that CBD is going to kick in and it's going to throw you into a REM sleep. Nice. Where you're going to get your memory consolidation, all these important things that you're not getting if you smoke weed all the time. It's like a more wholesome approach. Like you're getting sure. everything. And like the best way to like my evidence for that, I don't have like a fancy article to cite. Um, That's okay. I like to go a little deeper with my own thinking and trust myself. Yes, King, use your intuition. <laughs> so my intuition points me in the direction of when the cannabis plant was originally found, um, it had its own homeostasis, so it had its own balance of CBD and THC. And as um, our culture has moved more towards an increasing want in the high, we've bred out the genetics of CBD. And so that's why we have hemp and cannabis. Mm -hmm. Cannabis has more THC genetics, hemp has more CBD genetics. Um, We've completely split the species. Um, But my point is is that we go in and we get 28% THC, less than 1% CBD, but we bred it that way. Mm -hmm. That's not originally how it existed in nature. There were equal amounts of both. And so what happens when it's out of balance? bad things happen. You have to have homeostasis and everything. There has to be a balance in everything. And so this one plant was bred for and kind of disrespected in a way just for its THC. And it's like, hey man, I have a lot of CBD over here that's really good for you and so you're just healing. getting rid of it. Yeah. There's all this healing, like there's 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 a balance to it. Yeah, you get a little pleasure, but you also get healing. You need them both. Yeah. And so that's kind of like my whole thought process on the studies that are coming out saying how positive CBD is for you. Mm-hmm. And then, because there's a lot of negative side effects to THC too. Mm-hmm. So, but I think those can be balanced out with just 
supplementing your diet with some CBD. Interesting. Yeah. So does hemp have the same effects of, C- like, what health benefits do you have for hemp besides the nutritional value, I guess? I just need to say, um, the hemp that I purchased here is mm-hmm. my favorite thing to sprinkle on literally everything. Hemp seeds? Yes, especially nice. as, like, I've been, my diet's been weird lately, but for the most part throughout the last four years, I've been trying my best, or I have some moments when I fall out of it, but to be a vegetarian, like, it's a flexitarian lifestyle, but now I'm feeding more into the vegetarian, and I need my protein. And so I just throw a handful of your hemp seeds into my food, and I love the texture. I love the, I love everything about it. Um, it's a real nutty, tasty. It has a bunch of omega three, omega six fatty acids too. Yeah, which I lack because I don't eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my roommate was actually um, having shoulder problems, and he was he went to a dietitian. And they told him, you need to increase your fat intake. Like, you don't have enough fat. Um, oh, so his muscles were hurting because there's no fat? Or, like, his, his joints, bones? Yeah, something like that. He's um, too swole? Too swole. Oh, and I didn't so, know that could be a bad thing. Yeah, I know. And um, so <laughs> he, he was like, should I try using CBD? And I was like, well, if you use a sublingual CBD, it's also an ounce of fat. Sick. So Healthy fat, right? Healthy fats. Okay. So you'll get your fractionated coconut oil, your good fats, and your CBD which is, um, it's cool. So <laughs> inflammation, um, polarities, balance, mm-hmm. there's inflammation and there's anti-inflammation and they both exist in your body. Yes. CBD um, upregulates chemicals that deter inflammation and it downregulates inflammation. Jeez. So it does both. Yeah. It's not an adaptogen, but it's pretty much an adaptogen. Um, in Chinese medicine, inflammation is the root of all evil, it basically. Is, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I try to explain to people is um, CBD's main job is a reduction in anxiety and a reduction in inflammation. And those two things are where a lot of problems stem from. Like if you have anxiety, that's going to lead to, I mean, it, it could lead to anything mm-hmm. based on your physiology, yeah. diet, and mental habits. So really important i mean it'd be a great fundamental start it's non-toxic i mean why not try it if you're having any health issues yeah i definitely recommend everyone try it specifically from hempology what do you think sets hempology away from all the other like popping up cbd places in albuquerque in new mexico in the world let me know um i think i think there's a big boom going on right now um the market's supposed to increase insane every year. The percentage is insane. Um, I don't have an exact number, but it's just always increasing. She's big. Yes. And I think people will see that, and they just see money. And so a lot of the CBD stores, they open up based on the idea that this is, this is how I'm going to get rich. Without really caring about what they're selling. Exactly. And... I don't really have either of those approaches. I love what I'm selling, but, and I, I don't really like saying this because I feel like it kind of takes away from it, but I love weed. Like, I really <laughs> do. Like, I love smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And what it has taught me is invaluable. Like, I love it. And so this just made complete sense for me. Like, I'll sell CBD, but I'm not just going to sell CBD. Like, I'm going to educate people. On, on the experience. Yeah. yeah. And... And like so, and I wanted to help change the stigma because you know, I come from a small town, and we come from the same town. Everyone. We come from the same town. How crazy is that? <laughs> but there's a there's a negative stigma um, surrounding even CBD. Um, my mom was approached um, at a restaurant in Roswell, and this dude came up to me and he went, "Is your son still selling pot?" What? And she was like oh, uh, yeah, he sells CBD. Long story short, it's just, that's like kind of that negative content. Like people just like, they frown it. And so... Especially like for young people, I think. It's just, people just think, oh, it's a trend. They're trying to make money blank. But they don't recognize, I mean, sucks for them. They're missing out on the amazing health benefits from it. For sure. I mean, I look at something like, and I'm not, I'm not anti-pharmaceutical. Like pharmaceutical drugs have done a lot of good things for us. Um, but one thing I like to remember is that pharmaceutical drugs 
they work at the level of the symptom, mm -hmm. where CBD works at the level of our systems. And so it's kind of like if you add in, if you notice, if you watch <laughs> any commercial, the last 20 seconds of, a, of something that's like clinical is side 30 seconds of side effects. Yeah. It's like there are no side effects with CBD. It's grown from a plant. It's very simple. It's non-toxic. It'll either help you or it won't. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it will, if you use it consistently. Interesting. Yeah, so. Well, I love that. I love that you care about what you do and you have a passion for it. And it's not just like not throwing like shading material wealth because I love it too. I love sure. wealth. I love generating money. But to be doing so in a way where you're feeding like the passion in you and like the security, like mm -hmm. you're combining the two. And I think that's so rare. Mm -hmm especially for people our age and it's so important and it's admirable well it's very thank you but it's Absolutely. very scary like <laughs> yeah i know what you mean this is like the opposite of everything we've been told like you know play it safe play it safe play it safe that's i mean my dad always taught me that but if you're gonna tell someone about this you are speaking to the right person because i feel you yeah. yeah um definitely don't go against the grain but i mean i, I also had a deep vision for there's a lot of different things you can use hemp for. Mm -hmm. um, and I named it, if you go anywhere, that'll say um, Rio Grande CBD or CBD Boutique or Bosque CBD. Like, it's all CBD in the name. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not, I understand that's what's going on right now. And that's a big, big boom. But for me, it's a lot more than that. Hempology, the study of all things hemp. Sick. Cliche. I made up the word myself. That's why I didn't capitalize anything, because it's not a real word. Did you coin it? I haven't. No, didn't coin it at all. You should coin it. You think so? Absolutely. What are you doing? You well, can literally coin it and make it yours. I think it's already been done in California. Oh, shoot. Well, you're in New Mexico. Yeah. I mean, that company, they'll get phased out by me in the late years anyways. But yeah. my, my, my real vision is like, um, like there's a company that does hemp concrete. Mm -hmm. There's a company that does hemp insulation, sheetrock. You can pretty much make they made a plane out of hemp is it for like um, zero waste is that the reason why you're using it and things like that sustainable, yeah. i see biodegradable green it's like the, the future for sure and so i want to eventually get into manufacturing everything from paper to shirts to building materials to everything out of hemp i mean did you know the first um model t built by henry ford was like 40 percent hemp I did not know that. Oh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So it's been used for a long time for a lot of different things. It's super durable, super pliable. It's just, you can grow it. Like, so for example, and this isn't my area of expertise, so I'm going to chop it up. But if, you're, if you're growing cotton, you're going to get, you know, two yields a year. With hemp, it's uh, double that. So not only are you using less water, less resources to get the crop mm -hmm. you're getting more out of the crop like it just makes sense in a lot of different like arenas which is so vital for the world we're living in right now for sure and my answer to a lot of people is you need to smoke some weed <laughs> seriously so whether you need cbd thc or housing materials i mean all of those support life yeah so. i love that you you're doing this colton thanks Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to share? So we have an endocannabinoid system in our body, and that evolved from ever. <laughs> it's been growing with us, just like the plant's been growing. Um, and so we produce cannabinoids, and they're called endocannabinoids. Um, one would be anatomide, um, another would be 2-AG, but they make up a really large communication network in our entire body that connects like a bunch of different systems, like our immune system, um, what would be another one? I can't think off the top of my head, but there's, there's multiple systems that are connected by this communication. And so we produce endocannabinoids, endo meaning internally produced. Um, and so cannabinoids we get from a plant are just called phytocannabinoids. Okay. And so they interact with our system the exact same way that the ones we produce do. Um, so for example, something like anxiety. So an SSRI would be like Zoloft or Prozac, which like would reduce your anxiety. Um, and what it does specifically 
is it stops the reabsorption of serotonin. And CBD does the exact same thing. So. And I find that what the other ones, like Zoloft and what you mentioned, are very harsh to people. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I personally, I don't have any experience with either of those. But um, CBD just... The, the networks of communication that are across all these systems vary so much. For example, um, I have a, um, like two clients, a mother and a son. The mother is a type 2 diabetic and the son's a type 1. Mm-hmm. And um, they haven't used insulin for two years. They only use CBD to balance. They don't use any insulin. They're completely off of it. I just and need so to I, take a pause for a second. I've told let that soak who are in. Like diabetic, like I've told them, and it's it's like it's a really hard approach because somebody who's been dealing with something their entire lives, the last thing they want to be told is you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a hard approach, and so I really haven't told many people that. I mean, that's like, it's confident to my clients, but it's a thing. I mean, they're my clients. They, they use CBD instead of insulin, and I'm just like, how? Yeah. And like, it just balances, man. It does the same thing that insulin does. It makes, and that's, and that's kind of like what CBD does. So THC will go up to a receptor, and it'll bind directly, and that's what gives it its, like, psychoactive ability. Mm-hmm. But CBD just kind of crowds around the receptor, and then it alters its chemical output. I see. So it literally comes to the receptor, and these receptors are all over the body. Mm-hmm. And it comes up to it and it just says... Hugs it. Yo, bro, what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm producing this and this. And he's like, oh, well, according to my clipboard, you're producing way too much of this, bro. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude, you need to up this, down this, up this. You'll be feeling great. And then, so it's literally communication with the receptor and the receptor outputs. So is the CBD doing anything? Like, are you utilizing the CBD? No, your body is healing itself with its own signaling molecules, but the CBD is initiating it. I see. So that's like another cool thing, as it's... So complex. It's so complex, but it's not just the CBD. It's it's yourself. Yeah. The CBD is just kind of helping you. So. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, I hope, I like, I really encourage everyone to see if CBD is like something that's in alignment for them to find healing and if it is then you'll notice that when you shed away these layers of like the things that are hindering you from feeling good whether it be anxiety whether it be pain you're not operating at the highest vibration possible and so allowing yourself to find gentle methods like CBD like and utilizing them it's going to help raise your vibration in general and also shift you back into alignment if it's if it's something that is meant for you one thing i want to say to wrap this all up is you mentioned the femininity in the beginning even listening to your flow state that is utilizing your femininity and so that's why i think you're so successful is because you're allowing all of the good things to flow to you and just the sense of allowing and surrender so flow is feminine Yes, it is. Absolutely. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. So you have yang energy, which is masculine, um, which is like taking action. And it's, you need both of them. Um, The yang energy is like preparing. It's like having the organization. Um, It's kind of like calculating how things are going to be done. And then the yin is the sense of allowing to let things flow to you. And so that's just with both giving and receiving. So this might be a little off topic, but what role does ego have in that? Can like you be is more ego, specific? Is ego um, being created by both of the yin and yang? Or does ego dictate, like, which one's dictating which? Um, I think it coexists in both. It's really? just how you choose to listen to it. Like, if my ego was saying, um, I don't believe in myself, then I'd probably feed into a lot of yin energy and be non-action. Like, I wouldn't be action-oriented and just kind of stay stagnant. So I wouldn't healthily be using my yin energy. Whereas my masculine, if I was... My ego was saying, no, it has to be this way. I'd be overstimulating my overstimulating my yang energy and trying to force things trying to happen. To so it's okay. it coexists in both. It's just really a matter of how you're analyzing it and how you're using it. Sure. Well, Colton, as a fellow entrepreneur, it was an honor to share this space with you. Genuinely, thank you for showing up here and for being you. Thank you.
thank you for giving me the opportunity to do something this awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Everyone, you. come to Hempology. This place is awesome. I, myself, am coming this weekend for um, a yoga class. I'm going to put this podcast out the day after, but I'm sure Colton is going to have a lot more events. This is the place to be. It's wonderful. It has great energy, great atmosphere, and a great owner. So check it out. Hempology, if you're trying to find it, all you have to do is type in Hempology ABQ in Google. Our physical location is 5200 Eubank Boulevard Northeast, Suite A2. What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Hempology ABQ. Okay, and so you have a website as well? www.hempologyabq.com. Perfect. And all of Colton's information and Hempology's information will be linked in the show notes. So you can follow the links and find him there. So check it out. Thank you so much. Okay, see ya. Bye. Later.